0: Give you sit get to all the time in the world welcome to the According to sources podcast I'm your host Andre Williams and then you know perfect according to sources timing I know it's been a while it's probably been like nine months and uh just for clarification me and Rob, uh we we've had some some pretty um significant passings in our family um in the last like nine months. And I'll be, I, don't, I can't speak for Rob, but I can speak for myself when I say that uh, I was uh, depressed and podcasting was like the least of my concerns that um, over the last few months during that time. So I, I can't speak for Rob, but I know about me. So, you know, it took some time to get back, but I think we came back at a perfect time. Rob, say hello to the people.
1: What up people? Um just a quick thing before we get to everybody else. Um like Dre said, <clears throat> I mean life was, was definitely life in with us personally, between you know, with our family, losing as many people as we did in such a such a, a short time span. So other things were a whole lot more important than, you know, doing podcasts and appreciate everybody that was was checking for us and checking on us and you know looking for us and looking forward to us getting back and it's it's good to be back.
0: It is good to be back. People have definitely been asking um so when do you guys when are you gonna do a podcast? And to be honest with you, you know, when people were asking me the question, I I could not tell you when. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Um but I'm I'm glad that we were able to come back and, and get this started. Chris is here. Chris say hello to the people. People, we missed y'all. How's it going? Um, you know, before we get started, while we've been on this little hiatus, so you know, people have always asked me as well, like, "When's the show coming back?" All that other stuff. But I've always expressed kind of one of the main talking points is when it when everybody's ready. You know, um, family and healing is a lot more important than talking about sports and things that we do, you know, that there's priorities. Things those, those things come first, but it's great to be back, you know, doing what we love now. Hell, uh, it's been a whole bunch of life-changing uh, things that has gone on since the last time we did a podcast. Devin didn't have another goddamn baby running around here. <laughs> <laughs> that baby <laughs> running Devin's life right now, which is why Dev isn't, um, isn't on here. If you guys follow Devin on any of his social medias, I'm sure you guys are saying Olivier. Um, on his Instagram, the Snapchat or Twitter. I'm sure you've seen him. So, yeah, it's been a lot going on since we last did a podcast. A lot of stuff has happened. We won't go into the past. A lot of things have happened that we won't talk about. But what we will talk about is something that just happened. It's finally happened, guys.
1: Play the fanfare. <laughs> Play, the fanfare. Play the
0: fanfare. It's finally happened, man. We've been talking about fire I Look, me personally, I've been talking about fire guard packs for quite some time, like well before the last like five or six years. I've, the
1: billboards <laughs> went up and all stuff.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of stuff that happened recently that I think has led to this fire guard packs thing actually coming to fruition. Um, the biggest thing I think was the All-Star Game weekend. Yes. Uh that was a that was a big thing right there, I think for the rhsdorfs. I think they finally realized that the Chicago Bulls were a national laughing stop, and the all star game put that whole goddamn thing on on front street. That's what we used to say back you know back in the day they put it put it on front street. You can't hide it no more when everybody in the nBA like every talking head. Everything that they're bringing up is how your coach is trash. Like we've been saying, he's been trash for the entire year. But now you got Shannon Sharp, big head ass, talking about your coach. (laughs) You got Jalen Rose talking about your coach. Skip Bayless talking. There wasn't nobody talking about the Bulls. We were shitty. Who cares about the Chicago? No. But now you have everybody talking about the Bulls.
1: Entire NBA world was talking about your team because the the biggest game of the year. Up to this point, was in your was in your city,
0: and they put on a that one job. person to show for played in that All Star game. That's the other thing you did because, and if the Bulls would have had a better record, Zach Levine would have been an All. I
1: definitely would have been there, of
0: course, because he has better numbers. He had better numbers than some of those guys that were in the goddamn All Star game, and that were starters. They were starters. That were starters. I mean, Butler
1: for for starters.
0: So Jimmy didn't deserve to be there. No. Zach should have been there. But he wasn't, and I think he, he took that a little bit personally, and that's why he didn't do the, the dunk contest. I mean, he said that if he, wouldn't, if he didn't get the uh, votes to be in the All-Star game, that he wouldn't do the dunk contest. And when he um, didn't get the nod for the All-Star game, people were expecting him to go back on his word and say, oh, no, I mean, I'll do it anyways. No, I mean, what's the point? I mean, he's put together an all-star caliber season, better stat lines on a, yes, albeit a bad team, but, um, you know, it's a lot more to it than just a bad record and good stats. I mean, he's played with a third of a healthy roster the entire season up until this point. And that's a good point. The team has I, been I, decimated. Go ahead, Rob. And
1: I, I said it at the time during an all-star weekend, but um, during that whole weekend – even with him basically declining the dunk contest, which everybody would have been crazy over him doing it because it was in his city and all of that. And, you know, people were looking forward to him going up against Aaron Gordon again, but that whole weekend, man, was Zach was, he was the the at the forefront of all the interviews and whatever people wanted to yep. ask him. You know, at, at the on the, the main shows, first take. I don't know if he did first take. Whatever, whatever. He did it somebody show. Yeah, it did the first take, and that's kind
0: of where it started. That okay. is because they, that's where that's where they asked him. I what know it was some of about. the
1: main shows, though, he was on on some of the main shows that you know are gonna ask these questions. They gonna start with, okay, are you in a dunk contest? No. All right, so what's going on with your team? And then he he to his credit, he, he got up with. Well. And, and, and handled himself very well, even though his team was trash, his front office was trash. His coach is garbage. His coach was trash. Coach was <laughs> trash. But he got up there, and I, and I, I posted at that time. I was like, I was real proud of the way he handled himself that whole weekend. Because that could have went completely left. It really could have. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you if you would have went up there with a no trash comment. Trash your team.
0: <laughs> like, a no comment. Um, because it was a couple people, uh, some of the younger guys. I think Wendell Carter in particular. Yeah, that social thing with the Adidas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they oh, were screaming know. that out, and he's just laughing. Oh, yeah. And that's a bad look. Yep. Like, that's a very, yeah, very bad work. look. And it would have been even worse had the best player on your team said something, you know, did something to that effect. Because it was fire guard packs all over the place, and he never once played into it. And it was, you know, trash in the coach, and he was never one to play into it. He could have played into it. Because you know he doesn't like boiling. Um. He has no reason to like Boylan, if we're being honest. Boylan is garbage.
1: (laughs) But he didn't. He's basically showing you that with all the timeouts that Boylan was calling and he was, you know, making his comments basically on the bench without really, you know, talking to the media about it. But you could tell he don't like him. Yeah,
0: because Boylan Boylan is garbage. Um, But that's not what we're here for. We're we're talking about Gar Foreman – has been with the Chicago Bulls for twenty-two years.
1: You know what's crazy, Dre, and that should be for it. It's been so long; I didn't even realize it had been that long.
0: Mm-hmm. He came I in thought with that, um, I thought that, that Tim Floyd.
1: Had been around longer. Uh, he came in with Tim Floyd. I was like, came "Oh my god! Floyd. It's been twenty-two years."
0: It's been twenty-two years. It's been over half of our life.
1: Who <laughs> Is <laughs> Is that like, has just, been that's,
0: involved that's, with the Chicago Bulls? And I think um, since he's been in the position that he's been in the last 10 years, maybe 10 years, the Bulls have made the playoffs seven of those, however many years it was. I, I don't know. I don't want to get into particulars of that. <laughs> but um, the biggest issue that we've had with the Chicago Bulls over time is, in particular, Gar packs is, okay, before they got Derrick Rose, right, I think the biggest thing was the Kobe, the, the Kobe thing, right? I think that was the starting point. And we want to have a starting point of when there was delineation the between those who were okay with guard packs and those who was like, fuck these dudes, was the, the Kobe thing. Even if it wasn't true, the we're not going to trade Lou Aldane for Kobe Bryant. And that, I don't know if it was true or false, but the fact that it came out, I think that was... Uh, that was a big problem for people like me, because it's like I love Luol Deng. Luol Deng is like one of my favorite Chicago Bulls of all time. But if you're telling me I can get Kobe Bryant, and I got to give up Luol Deng, peace. Speaking like, of kind of the same situation, Dre, uh, I don't know if that this is true or not. But when the whole Larry thing came out, saying he requested trade, uh, I don't that's know if kind of that. I, I think I do think that's true. I think the whole thing with Laurie saying that if management doesn't change and you know, the, the head guys if like there's not some shift in ideology, then he wants to play I think that's true because they this was an entire year of Laurie's young career that has been wasted. Honestly, I mean we're you know, we're in quarantine. I don't think I don't think basketball or any sport is gonna be played for any Anytime soon, it would be, with fans at least, it would be stupid and uh, dangerous and irresponsible to do so. And I don't think basketball, I don't think any sport should, I think it's all dangerous and irresponsible. Definitely not basketball right now because they haven't played, it's going on a month and a half basically, that are not going to have been, play, been playing basketball and he was going to throw him out there. Dude's going to get injured, it's going to be terrible basketball. I don't think they should play. Um, but you've wasted this whole, like a year of his career. And then if you think about it, last year he was hurt so much That that was pretty much a wasted year. Exactly. So it's two years that have basically been wasted under Jim Boylan, and this year he was wasting the Jim Boylan because he just wasn't using them correctly. Like he was using them like he was Sam Perkins or something. You know, just shoot threes. (laughs) Sam Perkins. Like just shoot threes, and that's not a knock on Sam because Sam was a great basketball player. But do you think that Sam could do the things that Lowry can do now? Lowry can handle the ball. He can post up. He can pick and pop. He can pick and roll he can run the floor. These are all things that he can do, but they never did that because anytime you got a rebound, Boylan is telling you to slow down, and anytime they get in the half-court offense, they basically just got Lowry sitting in the corner. That's not the way you want a guy that's athletic like that to play. And we wasted an entire year of his career you know, with a bad coach. So I, I do believe that that was true, that he was like, I'm not going to sit here and play the same way again mm. yeah. ruin my damn career. Why would I do that?
1: You could you could see the frustration throughout the whole you know, the half of the year that we got. You could see the frustration. You know, during, even when times when he wasn't playing, I mean if you go back, you can see there's plenty of video where during those some of those blowouts and some of those stupid timeouts that Bowling was calling. You if you go back on Twitter, you can see some of those videos with Lori uh, you know, is making Zach. a face or Zach making a face. Mm-hmm. Just like, dude, what yep. are you doing? We're down 13 with like 30 seconds left. Like, what are you doing? Like, stop doing this. So it, that was definite frustration on his end, which is why, you know, he those rumors came out. They they didn't come from nowhere. They didn't fall from the sky. Like, they were, I believe him when they came out. Like, I'm sure that he put the word out there. Like, listen, y'all need to make some changes today. At this point, how much longer – Can you sit around and justify this? Like, I didn't even realize what a real front off, you know, NBA front office is supposed (laughs) to look like. Man, We haven't
0: had had one and it's crazy.
1: When I was reading about, you know, we can get into the whole missteps of of the interviewing process with the bulls too. We're going to, (laughs) so so I I don't want to move ahead, but just reading uh i know dragon the uh yeah, your fellow alumnus um uh, reading that they hired um polk and i was reading it was saying you know the bulls had the, you know the thinnest or one of the thinnest front offices in MBA, nba and i was just like yeah huh so you're supposed to have multiple, multiple guys you uh, general managers uh-huh. and i'm like oh i didn't even know that was a thing i just thought <laughs> was, i thought that was president general manager and maybe if he wants an assistant okay yeah, One guy, but no guy. apparently there's hey there's an assistant guy who's a capologist apparently and then yeah, there's a, another guy
0: it's supposed to look like your like your nba
1: bench i'm just okay. like oh i you know and here i am i'm you know almost 40 years old i didn't realize that that's what you're supposed to have in the front office i didn't i didn't get that
0: because the bulls didn't do that they had idiots they had two guys <laughs>
1: It's two guys
0: <laughs> that pretty much ran <laughs> everything, Most
1: any other ideas off and get into a room and go, okay, let's do this. Instead, it's two goofballs in the room making all the wrong decisions. It's so it's, it's not that it's a surprise and shock <laughs> that it's been wrong.
0: And the great, the great thing about it is like when it became very obvious that they were both going to be getting up out of here one way or another, that they both started pointing fingers at, at each other, at each other. <laughs> like I love it. I love it. <laughs> like you know how they say, thieves, boy, they thick. And they yeah. thick, they, yeah, huh? Until some shit goes down, and now they point, fame. Now they point Now he did it. He did it. This is a prisoner's deliver. Like I want to keep my job. I want to keep my job. It's his fault. I didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> it was him. It was all.
1: Thanks, long Longer. Well, I helped you win championships. I hit. I hit the shot. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> keep
0: that ain't. Yeah, it could only last for so long, and I don't want to. You know. You know, I I know people were talking about his time as the vice president of basketball operations or whatever the hell they call them, like tarnishing his you know role as a basketball player with the Bulls. That'll ne- for me personally. Never. That never. will never be tarnished.
1: As, as kids, as as kids watching that stuff, I don't care who these guys are what they do at any other point in time in life. I, I, those memories for me as a kid will never. Him will hitting never that go three away. against
0: Phoenix will, will always like that's an indelible mark.
1: You know, you yeah, you can't history take this stuff out of our memory, man. Like, that, put it like this: if if you're not gonna discount
0: John Paxson's executive career because of his playing career, you can't do the same for Magic Johnson and his coaching career. <laughs> 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 it's <the> exact same <laughs> shit. Magic, the, the Magic, the coach. Yeah, Magic the coach, particularly bad. But I think you know, going through it, like uh, going throughout this entire you know this entire period where they were you know, going through guys. And I think I put a tweet up and I was like, only the Bulls could fuck this up. Like because it was all good graces and everyone's happy and excited. And then it was like, oh wait, the Bulls haven't even attempted to contact any black
1: (laughs) attempt to.
0: Now in their defense, they did say that they had attempted to get in contact with a few guys, but the teams that they were trying to get in contact with did not allow them to speak to them. And, then you get more. Then
1: you get more. That's not. A, I, mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Dre, but that's, that's not a good excuse because even if you try those guys, you can't tell me in the NBA with all the teams and all the apparently assistant general managers that are across the NBA that I didn't know about, you can't tell me there weren't other options. You have to at least bring these guys in. I don't care if Arturis was your number one pick and you had already had him sign on the dotted line. There's a there's a process to this thing, even if you bring these guys in just to have a conversation, just to help them get their names out there so that they can get up other real opportunities with somebody else that may want them. You do that.
0: I would have said I'd say this at the very least what they should have done is even if they didn't go and get other guys, they should have put it out there that they attempted to get these certain people. Because now, far be it from me to say, go talk to all these people. I mean, okay, whatever. If you wanted this one dude, you attempted to talk to these other guys, say the names of the other guys that you attempted to talk to. Now, one thing I am, I will be impressed with, if they can get Michael Finley from Dallas and bring him over here, I think that would be a good move.
1: It's a good move.
0: Um, I think that's something that they really need to look into. But it it, it just goes to show that – even in the midst of goodwill, because it's general goodwill at this point. I don't think i not mean,
1: still be the Bull.
0: They could have gave fucking Benny the Bull to the position. Like, it really didn't matter. They, got 30, they, they got, got
1: 35 years of showing you that they don't – They, just, they, just, they don't just gonna They're going to mess up.
0: They're going to mess up. And this is crazy because this isn't even – like, this isn't Jerry. This isn't Uncle Jerry. This is Michael. This is a completely a completely different Ronsdorf and he's messing it up too. Even though, you know, I everything I've heard about Jerry is he's a pretty good dude and the way that he treats, you know, everybody that's come in and out of the
1: organization. That's fine. That's his problem. He's treat them well.
0: That yeah, that's a that's a double edged sword. Well. S- sword.
1: That's his problem. That's exactly his problem. He's too loyal. He's loyal to a fault.
0: But Michael doesn't have that that um those type of loyalty and ties but he's he's making his own mistakes
1: right <laughs> like, to put it lightly
0: yeah he's making his own mistakes and i would have i would have preferred I, like you i would have preferred them to speak to as many you know black or you know minority candidates as possible but even if you had a few in mind that you wanted and the team said no i think you should have put those names out there if only for the the optics of it like it looks better it
1: just for the optics <laughs> even if you don't like you said you can't talk to everybody that's fine but then the ones that you did decide to talk to you talk to say them so. as a favor for them is a favor to get their names out there the names that shouldn't have been out there the same way you went and talked to them guys you could have replaced a couple of them guys that had no business getting interviews with you at all because you weren't hiring them you could have did that for some brothers because that-
0: now now when you say you've been talking to all these bla- like you wanted to talk to all of these black candidates like after it's come out that you that people believe that you hadn't, it looks like you're lying. Yeah, and you don't want you don't want to look like a liar because I I mean, honestly I don't think they're lying. I think they tried to talk to some guys and it just didn't work out, and that's fine. But you have to like you got to get out in front of these types of things. You think that a, that's,
1: that's what they don't know how to do, Dre. That's what they've shown us. They've never known how to do thirty years though. that they don't know how to get out in front of anything.
0: Unless it's smearing the basketball player's name, like Derek Rose, they got out in front of
1: them. Then they can, they, then then <laughs> they, they'll jump all over that.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the new guy. How do you guys um, are you thinking about Artie? You guys like an Artie?
1: That's what I'm I thinking. mean. I don't, uh, to be uh, to be quite honest, I don't know anything about him. No, I'm talking about the moves, okay. the moves that he's making, what he's trying to do. The moves he's made. Yeah, I mean, I like bringing in, you know, a guy that's you know a former lawyer that's apparently a capologist that knows everything about the cap. And everything I've read about him is that, you know, he's, he's really good at it. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, highly regarded in the NBA world for, you know, his knowledge of the cap. So that's a brilliant move. So now just make more moves. Now the next move you make should be getting rid of your head coach. Well, I think you have to wait until they call the season. That's fine, I get that. that. I'm not yeah at look, all that's that's look, cool
0: <laughs> like I definitely put out that they should have fired him immediately, but it was like you know that was halfway serious halfway you know, like I know they can't do that because yeah,
1: like, I get it, I get why they didn't I, I understand, but that that has to be a move that has to be made. You can't do it,
0: yeah, you got to get him out of there um the players some, don't want him there, it's
1: it's, uh, it's quite obvious they don't want him there now
0: they when they do because i mean this is the inevitable, even though. It's hilarious this dude is like, I want to sit down with the, with the new guy, and I want to talk to him and explain why I, I should have my job. And it, it came out, I can't remember if it was Cowley or if it was someone else talking about. Um, he was saying that, you know, uh, injuries, and then COVID-19 hit, and he didn't really have a full, you know, way to get all the guys together. That's some bullshit.
1: No, you know? no, no, nope,
0: nope. You're not. You're not buying that's that.
1: That's not. That's that's not gonna work for me. No. I I I can't buy that. And and neither neither is neither should a tourist. And I, no. I no. don't
0: think anybody's buying it. I mean, I think no. he's had You know, and it was crazy because like at the end of last season, we were like, he deserves to be able to come back and and show whether or not he's. Um, you know, he's – you know, because he had – it seemed like, like he had a, a handle on the guys, you know. It kind of felt like he, he had a, a rapport with the guys and – Ooh, Jim Boylan? Yeah, Jim Boylan. At the end of last That's season. No, nah, last but, season nah, – at the end of last season, they had that little stretch. Like, um, let him come back. Let him see what he's going to do. But Drake, you know what you very... always tell me when the Bulls ever get stretched? It's always going to be a stretch, Chris. I do say that, but it doesn't – but for the Bulls, <laughs> like, that stretch wasn't a stretch where it was like – um. They're beating bad teams. They were beating good teams. Yeah, they were. And Lowry was going nuts, and Zach looked good, and then Lowry played. They had that 17 overtime game, and he had heart problems, and that was it. That was the end of that. Then, and then they shut everybody they, down. And then they lose by 35 to the Suns. <laughs> and then they, re, they re-up them. Yeah, it was craziness. 35 to the Suns? But I think it was pretty, pretty obvious from the beginning of this season that he was not a good coach. Um, and I know you don't want to fire your coach within like the first week of the season, but it was definitely Hello, times. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely times before now that they should have fired him.
1: Yeah. And There's, that was a market. Too many questionable decisions that dude was making, man. it was like, wait, what is he doing? Like what, what's happening? What's happening? Like when you do that, when you're watching, Professional team play, and you're going wait. What? What's happening? Like, I don't want to hear anything about. Like, I get you know guys being out, guys being hurt. Everybody goes through injuries. Everybody misses got like a guy or two here and there or whatever. That can't be the excuse. You they know, games that they could have won or should have won, and it just seemed like the coaching wasn't there. The first week of the season, when I was looking at the way they were playing defense,
0: I see it from the first week this is garbage. This does not work in the NBA. They need to switch it. It didn't take, it took him like, maybe December before he stopped doing what he was doing uh, on defense. It took him until December to stop blitzing the goddamn ball handler. It took him that long. I could see that it wasn't going to work within the first week of the basketball season, and I don't get paid to do this shit. Like, why can't you, like, this, like, and I don't know if he has, like, you know, other coaches that can come in and tell him like, okay, maybe we should look at this. Or if he just didn't take anybody's advice on any, I don't know what the hell was going in, going on um, there, but I heard from somebody and I won't say anybody's name that they spoke to about an, a Chicago bull. And he was just like, um, if I, if I told y'all some of the stories that were going on in our locker room, you just wouldn't fucking believe it. Like, you wouldn't, like, if, like, this isn't even an NBA team. It's like, you would not believe what's going on in the locker room right now. So I That wouldn't. team, that team uh, and this is from a pretty high-ranking Chicago Bull player. Uh, so, it seemed like, based upon what I'd heard, that the, the, that team was pretty fractured from jump. Uh, and then – You know why it was fractured, Dre? Why was it fractured, Chris? Because boiling got marking in and one of the cards during the picking over the top of the screen. That's probably, that was probably part of the problem. And, and then it's like, OK, so since we're talking about this, we're talking about this whole thing right now. And I think we should continue, continue along this line. Our big free agent from last year <laughs> was hurt. <laughs> he was hurt like the entire season. The entire season. What the hell happened? What, Otto Porter Jr.? What happened?
1: So weird, man.
0: How was he hurt before the season started? So weird. And why did they play him?
1: It's so bulls. It's so bulls. And I I hope, you know, I hate to, you know, because I don't know what – Get Tanaka Jeff, the hell him. Jeff Tanaka is making or what his situation would be. I hope
0: he saved his coins.
1: We, you know, we're getting <laughs> fired. I don't know. He's you know, not like an NBA coach or something or a GM guy who has all the money in the world. But Boiling is set. I'm not Boylan. Farm, but Foreman is, is, is for good on Doe, I'm sure. So he can lose his job and not be a big deal. But I, I sure hope Tanaka got a good savings account.
0: He better I mean, how long has he been with the Bulls? He better save something.
1: As long as they've been there.
0: <laughs> he better have
1: saved. As long as <laughs> they've been there. With it with his with his sweaters and
0: He got a million of them, don't he?
1: Huh. This is, different vest, of this he is a different a sweater every day. It's a different sweater
0: vest every day.
1: With his with sweater vests and 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 shirt combination. Get him out of there too. Because, yeah, because I, I'm tired of seeing Bulls players go down and be, be misdiagnosed and all of this other garbage. I'm they need
0: up. to bring in a modern training modern. staff.
1: That's the word.
0: I don't know what we have right now. I don't even know See, if they don't remember been... when Dan Gaffer went down up in Toronto. And so I can suddenly the bench for five minutes before, even going before on he got court. up. Before he got up. I'm mother. like, uh, you got a guy on the court Racing and pain that you sit on the bench? He was on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> scrolling <laughs> time the timeline. Scrolling the timeline. He found out on the timeline that Daniel Gaffer got injured. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go out there. Uh, that needs to happen. But I, I want to go down this a line with Otto Porter because he was hurt from the first game of the season. And he never, like, you know, when Otto Porter got to Chicago Bulls, everybody was like, God damn, this is what we've been missing. Yep. Uh, A three and D wing. A three and D wing. This dude can shoot the ball. He can play defense. He makes good plays. The player that we got back in January or December or whatever the hell it was of last year, and the player that started the beginning of this season in October, are two completely different human beings. I don't even think that's Otto Porter. I don't know who this nigga was. I couldn't tell you. (laughs) He he did not look like the same dude. He was hobbling around from day one. He couldn't do anything. I think he maybe had, like, what, one good game? Every other game, he was terrible. And if he was hurt to the point where they believed that he shouldn't have been playing, like, a month into the season, then he shouldn't have been playing at the beginning of the season. And that's another knock on everybody up top. It's a knock on Tanaka. It's a knock on Boylan. It's a knock on Gar. It's a knock on Pax. Like, everybody up the line. Like, and then, like, that's a that's a contract season for him. And he basically just, once again, another dude, another season of his career just down the drain. Kyle Porter played nine full basketball games in the 2019-2020 season. Yeah. So that's that's, not, that's that's October, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then he shut his ass down, and then he came. He came back. Then he come back and. No, he did not. Not yet. They never cleared him for it yet. I thought he came back and played a
1: game. I thought he came back too.
0: Yeah, he played like one or two games before he? this whole yeah before this whole COVID thing. Um, uh, oh yeah, he came. He came back. I think he played, played five games.
1: games. He played five games. Yeah, I thought so. No, he played a few games because I know a couple of those games he. He played he did, well. He did all right. Yeah, yeah he, he played well. I don't. I, mean, I don't get it. It's, it's too much of that, though, Dre. Like that's he's uh, another notch on a belt of of a long belt of just players that's just been misdiagnosed and oh, by the way, I, you know, no, he's going to be out a month now. Or we thought it was two <laughs> weeks, but now it's six weeks.
0: And now <laughs> – like, it. but it's really an ACL injury. Like um, – Bro, <laughs>
1: yes. they,
0: they really destroyed – like, I don't know how good Denzel Valentine could have been. I don't think he would have been very good at all. Like, I, I want to I put that out there first. I don't think he would have been very good at all. But they ruined but at him. At the very
1: least, he's a rotational guy that can – that. get Should have been getting run, and they were and Boylan, you know, it seemed like he was having some personal vendetta against the kid. Hell,
0: before he got, before Boylan even got to him, before that. They said that he had a a high ankle sprain or whatever, and it turned into ankle reconstruction surgery. Like, how do you you go from he's going to be out for a few weeks till he's out for an entire season and they're reconstructing his whole goddamn ankle? How do you like
1: Wasn't it that they never really even announced that it was the whole season? They didn't just end up saying that towards the end of the year, basically saying he's out for the season? It's like, yeah, we know. He ain't been playing all year.
0: He ain't played all year, and you had to reconstruct his ankle. Yes, yeah, so we he, like. He's probably not going to be playing on that anytime soon. Now he's out there making music and shit. He's a rapper now because he damn a basketball player. Because Boylan decided <laughs> that he wasn't going to play him. I'm never going to play you, kid. And I, st- I will never get over the reason why he did not, why he doesn't like him. I will never. I don't get- know what what it is that and white skin niggas that don't that are not Zach Levine, but <laughs> he I like, Zach like he-, he was sitting Zach ass down. And- because he made a mistake uh, rotationally. And then it was like like all of these rotation issues that he said that Zach was having some uh, it, uh, coach uh, basketball breakdown, did a breakdown on all of the rotational issues. And he's like, none of these things is Zach Levine's fault. And all of them are like he played pretty good defense. It's like if this dude is breaking down his tape like after the game, and, like why can't you? Like what is it that you think exactly. he's supposed to be doing? What is it? I, 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 I am – he's probably my most hated Chicago Bull coach. And I know a lot of people would say Tim Floyd, but the Bulls were never going to be good under Tim
1: Floyd. Nope. Yeah, they had a terrible team at that time. They had a
0: terrible team at the time. This team actually had some talent, and he misused it. He misdiagnosed it. He's, <laughs> he's the Jeff Tanaka of NBA basketball.
1: <laughs> All I know is – uh, Jim Tanaka. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just gone here, and They fused together like Dragon Ball Z. But like, like, <laughs> he is awful. What are you saying, Chris? You were saying something. Uh, I see you muted right now. But what you yeah. Um, like, as far as, like, Bowling goes, I remember that one play that I already talked about with the um, high-picking role with Laurie in Winter Carter Jr. I think that was November, if I'm not mistaken. And every single time Larry came off that roll and tried to take it to the rim, he missed the rim by, like, five feet in
1: the he was, air. Like he, just, he was
0: trying to dunk from the free throw line. Like he was <laughs> From like, the free throw line. Like, bro, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think what we're doing now at this point is we're just, like, we're showing you guys all of the issues that should have led to Jim Boiling being fired, and the fact that he was not fired is a fireable offense. <laughs> like, that should, <laughs> like, that should have been the reason. Like, okay, we, we give you a mulligan on the last 22 years of this fuck-ups. But this thing right here, we can't give you a mulligan on. No. Hiring Jim Boylan was the first problem because they, they didn't do what, every other organization does when they are looking for a coach, which is actually look for a coach. They just gave this dude the job. And
1: then, what was it? Well, how long was it after that, Dre? A month or so? Yeah, it was give
0: like a month and a half. They give him an, give him an extension. <laughs> him an extension. <laughs> after getting your brains beat in. <laughs> I, I, I
1: recall when the information, when that came out, we was all like, wait. But why?
0: We just lost by a hundred.
1: <laughs> why, 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 why now? Like, Why, why does this have to happen now? Like, The season ain't even over with yet. Why are we well, giving these, them a contract now? These are two
0: executives that love saying we have to see what we got. How do you know what you got after a month, bro? They don't know anything, okay? Let's just be honest about this. They have no idea about anything. They don't know what they're doing. And I think, you know, they really fell as backwards into success with the Chicago Bulls. I mean they had you know semi success with the uh the, you know the Nocioni, ben Gordon Lou Aldane, um kirk heinrich like that like that group they had some you know semi success but ever been like it was a fun team, but ever being honest about it, that's basketball hell they're just good enough to not really be good New Yorker yeah. They fell as backwards into success by getting Derrick Rose, and we really had no business. Should have never happened getting Derrick Rose. That was our passion draft, and we we got we got gifted that. So they they, it was one of those situations where it, like you couldn't fail, you could not miss. You have to pick. It. Hell, let's be honest. We never knew Jimmy Butler would have been what he is today. <laughs> that yeah, I mean was luck. Yeah, no, I mean that's a good scout. I'll give them Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I'm I'll yeah. You guys were
1: talking, I'll, yeah, I'll, guys talking okay about pace
0: him. before, um, you know, before we started recording about pace the, the for the Bears and you know how he you know he did really he's done really good later mm-hmm. in the rounds and picking guys. Jimmy Butler is one of those. You give them that.
1: You got to the give them that. They, the Bulls were kind of in that same position yeah. as far as finding late guys. They were they Tosh were good for a while. Taj, they were good at that.
0: Yeah, that's what they did mm. when they were, you know, not in getting the seventh pick. <laughs> like I mean,
1: it's, it's, the the, seventh. it's them seventh picks they can't seem to, <laughs> to get figured out. Yeah. But them, you know, I ain't gonna say every one of them middle picks that they was getting right because no, I mean, Valentine wasn't great. And that Valentine wasn't good,
0: but it, for I mean, for the most part, those late round picks when they had them, they did when they had them when they weren't trading them away for nothing. Well, you know, Valentine was favorite. top ten, right? Top ten, top fifteen. Top I think he 15? was thirteen or fourteen. Okay, yeah, so he was fifteen, top fifteen. I know Laurie, um, Kobe and Wendell they're Wendell all was all seven. Yeah, seventh. And I like Kobe. I w I Man. wanna like I wanna Man. like Man. Wendell Man. Carter, but he can't stop being injured. And then Robert, it's the, com- go ahead. that's the only dude I know in the NBA that can foul out within the first two minutes of he, NBA he games. Gets, absolutely. It's a it's a combination of two things. He's an idiot. One. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing is he gets no respect for playing good defense when he does it. Um but while we're on the topic of Wendell Carter, this is another real, real thing.
1: quick, Valentine was 14. Okay, 14. Okay. On the
0: topic of Wendell, this is another fireable offense for for Boylan. I think he had a shot collar on him or something early in the season where he was like, if you shoot nigga.
1: <laughs> if you shoot yeah. that basketball, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Guys. Oh, yeah. you do it
0: i You, you, you? you. Like, because he would go, he would be right in front of the rim, and he would kick the ball out to the corner for a three oh, all the time. Like why I won't mean, yeah, you just good. shoot the ball? Or he would be wide open for like a little mid-range jump shot, and this is he kick
1: it out. Let, he would kick let him it out. take that shot.
0: And this is kind of the same thing that you know he was trying to you know push into Kobe. It's like, don't take mid range jump shots. And it's like, do you understand that some of the best scoring NBA basketball players in NBA history did not just shoot threes? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. LeBron, LeBron Allen, James. LeBron James. D-Wade. Like, if you, Kevin Durant. Demar DeRozan. <laughs> like, if you are good at something... You should not eliminate it from your arsenal, and they literally eliminated his entire offense arsenal. They did not start letting him shoot threes until the end, like until basically the last couple of games uh, before the season was. uh yeah. When he came back, he you, you, but no, right before he got injured, he started taking threes, and then he got injured. But it's like, well, why wasn't he doing that from the beginning? Because he could shoot them. What what did he shoot in college? He shot the three at like a forty percent clip in college or something like that, like pretty close to forty. Forty-one percent, something like that. Something like that. And then he comes into the league, and you're basically telling him all we want you to do is set screens and roll, and that's garbage, man. He talked, you know, he always talked about interchanging with parts and all this other nonsense that he wanted for the team.
1: He he talks about development too. Who is he? What are you developing? My point is, how are you gonna talk about development when you don't? When you when you come in and you tell your players, you give them a role you give them a a, a a script, and you say, "This is a script you're gonna follow. This is it." And you just go, "Oh, okay." Hell, Kobe came in and told, and and you know, credits him for even putting it out there and saying it. Yeah, they told me not to shoot.
0: <laughs> they probably got in his ass about that too. Wait, sure don't do did. that. Don't say that. Don't like, say
1: that. It's like, well, you mean, what y'all told me to do. What you want me to do? I was. Do y'all remember
0: that first Charlie game when Wendell yes. caught like, four offensive rebounds? He kicked out every single one of them and didn't take it up? Well, the thing that I remember about that uh, first Charlie Horner game is PJ Washington shooting 99 threes and hitting 98 of them. <laughs> In <laughs> like the first that. quarter. <laughs> that's that's what I, I, remember. Like, I don't remember these offensive rebounds because I was too busy going, God damn, can they guard this dude? Please, at some point. Him and Mikhail Bridges. Killer Bridges is just lighting them up, man. And that's, that's like, that's, where, you know, you go back to, you're talking about the coaching and the fireball offense. Like, that was the soft part of the schedule. Like, that first month and a half of basketball when you're supposed to build yourself, you know, a comfortable lead over 500. And they were consistently... Under 500. (laughs) And I think me awake through about the beginning of December, middle of December, you should have known at that point I'm going to fire this dude. We're fucked. (laughs) Yeah. We started three three and eight. (laughs) Yeah. Like I have to fire him. Like this is not going to work. If you look at your own basketball players, they all seem like they're in hell. And you don't want to just, like, keep firing coaches. I understand it. But he's not an NBA-level
1: coach. And yeah, y'all was, y'all was right on it. Wendell was about was 41% three-point shooting in Duke.
0: And he didn't take a lot of them. And that's no, fine. No, he didn't. He didn't, but he made the ones he took. But he made the ones he took. 19
1: he for 46.
0: That's fine.
1: I'm good with that for my center.
0: Shoot. Yeah, I'm cool with
1: that. Uh, (laughs) One one, one or two a game, you know, if it's there and you run a play for it. Yeah.
0: If it's there, yes. It's always going to be there because he's picking and popping and (laughs) the center is guarding him. If the center is guarding him, he's not going to come down and contest the shot at the three-point line. You can run that play for him at least four times a half. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why wouldn't you? So he went from 41% his uh, last year at Duke. was only year Duke, to eighteen percent in his rookie year how many threes did he take eighteen <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he took a No, he took a few uh last year but i i, I don't i don't remember him taking many many this this year I don't remember him he taking thirty
1: two he took thirty two twenty three thirty two and twenty nine in his rookie year he had six in both years oh. He probably
0: hit all six in the games that I'm talking about this year. <laughs> like, I'm fairly certain that's when he hit those six. But this is just like what we're talking about here. Like, you you get these seven, these seven picks, right? You, you, you draft Mark and Wendell, Kobe, you want this dude to develop them, and he has not done it. And you should have seen that he wasn't doing it. You should have seen that he was not doing it from junk Street, and they did not. They did not see that he – like that's fireable. Everything he did afterwards, man, I should have kicked your ass. (laughs) Like they, like Bronsdorf should have been kicking Paxson's ass and 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 Garfords' ass. And if he wasn't kicking the ass, Jerry should have been kicking his. Like, what the hell are you doing? My nephew works um works for the United Center. He does uh, concession stands. So and he does the concession stands for the uh, for the for the owner suite. (laughs) He was like every game uh Ronsdorf being there like what the fuck is wrong with this team and it's like well if you are <laughs> like you're asking the same questions we are and you're the motherfucker with the power to do something you're the wrong. chief operating officer bro you should know Ronsdorf deuce fire Paxson fire uh garforman fire Garforman, fire boiling, start from scratch and try to salvage what could potentially be an actual good team And it took them, like, they're there now. And, like, I don't want this to be a, you know, we just shitting on the Bulls thing. Because now I think everybody's happy now, right? We're happy now. This is the honeymoon period.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's, 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 finally, I was kind of upset with the whole interview thing. Like, that, that pissed me off. But at, at least there's some change. I mean, you can foul it up because you, you, you're used to, to fucking up shit along the way. That's just what you do. So you can't manage to do it without messing it up. So, okay. But at the very least, when you do get these people in place, make the right decisions and get the right people in there, then I'm okay with it.
0: And they seem to be doing that. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, I'll say they did a good job immediately. Like, yeah they, didn't, yeah, they didn't get, you know, the first the head guy to be black. But, you know, the, the, the first assistant, the first assistant that he hires is a black guy. So like I like that's good, and the fact that he's good at his job. Yeah. No, no, yeah. The, wait, no, wait, no, like, not idea. the first guy. There's a second guy, second guy, second guy. There's yeah. yeah. a black dude. So you know, he's I don't think we're gonna see a good old boys club with the Chicago. No, kids. I don't think he's like that. I mean, he's basically trying to take everybody that works at Denver. He's trying to take them all. <laughs> everybody. Um so i'm cool with that and i hope you know i hope um i hope he continues this man and you know with with the coaching search i know you know they're looking at a few dudes Uh, i heard miami said they wouldn't allow the bulls to talk to shane battier i don't know if they wanted to talk to shane battier um i heard uh griff was one of the people that they were looking at you know he's been a consistent Adrian. yeah he's been a staple yeah. with the Chicago Bulls organization for years from playing with them to being on the bench he's been around for years I know Mike Finley is one of the people and uh, Mark Cuban said that he would you know grant the Bulls permission to talk to him and you know Mike Finley being from you know he hometown kid again he bring him in the the way that the league will look at the Chicago Bulls going forward now that the used car salesmen are gone. <laughs> we can actually be a formidable target for agents. Yeah, because, I mean, dudes don't have to live in Chicago. I think, you know, one of the things I've always said is, like, nobody wants to come and live in Chicago in the cold. But you don't have to live here. You just got to play here. That's the thing, though. People always say, oh, nobody wants to play in the cold. You got Kyrie and you got KD and Brooklyn. You've guys, got bro. other guys from the East Coast and Cold City. It's not about the city and the cold, it's about the team. And if the team is good, people will come and play for it. Exactly. Why don't I go deal with negative twenty and a team that's win twenty games a year? Like you look at it like this, you know, New York has all of the history. But they went to the team that had all like that had a good setup. Like KD wanted to go to a team that had a good feeling around them. Like they're building yeah. uh, a system. They're building a culture. They have a good culture. The, when was the last time the Chicago Bulls, you can, you can use the word culture with the Bulls. When was the last time? Dibs? Dibs, honestly, yeah.
1: And what? it wasn't the last like year. Culture or? Are lo- 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 we talking no, about winning? Lo- like, just any culture besides <laughs> losing. Any culture besides I mean, losing.
0: They had reason, the reason why they called them the benchmark, I mean, they were sometimes better than the starters. So, you know, if you build a good culture, with your team, I think you don't have a problem with guys coming and playing for you because they're not going to live in Chicago. They're going to be no. here four months out of the year, if that, because you're going to be on the road for so goddamn long. So you're not going to be here all the damn time, you know, but nobody wants to come and play for a used car salesman. Like all around the league has been, you know, said that nobody trusts Gar Foreman. I don't even like, and it wasn't even about packs. It wasn't even about Packs. People oh. did not choose Gar for him. They didn't trust oh, him.
1: Just, I was just <laughs> going to say because Cowley came out and scorched the earth on, on Foreman. It was like, listen, this whole thing, it was, you know, players and people around the league all knew that y- you can't trust him. It's just like, wow. Like that That was, if that's been the consistency around the league for years, well, why would, here. As, as an organization, why wouldn't you know that? They probably Why would you them? be that blind to it and go? All right, well, we know that's the way people feel, but we don't still then. my guy.
0: If the All Star Game was never in Chicago, they would they would still be here.
1: They would still be here, absolutely.
0: They would still be here, still
1: be here. absolutely. It that sure is was. a very
0: sad statement. There's two things that, um, Carlos Silva said that kind of stuck with me for the GM search. He said, "One, I need to hire someone that." doesn't do what I do. Yeah. I like I'm that. I'm paraphrasing, man. but I like that a lot. You need somebody to complement his skills and not replicate them. Exactly. That's what Garth Foreman and the other guy do it. Really? I mean they're the same person. Yeah, so we want to call them Garfax. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they were literally so fuck they your had reason. <laughs> the exact same skill set and the skill set was being an asshole that nobody likes. So they did that very very well. <laughs> Uh, they they complimented each other and 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 that they were both assholes and nobody wanted to deal with um, and the other thing is is high for international talent. I think that's kind of an understated thing with him coming to chicago especially, yeah. especially concerning how big of a population that you know is a European demographic. I think that would work a lot, especially as far as trying to get players to come over here yeah. And I mean, there's a reason why he found Jokic, you know? Yeah. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. I think he's gonna be he's gonna do very well for us in that in in that uh part of the game. I can't I'll wait. Talk, like, what do you find centers that can average twenty ten to
1: ten? <laughs> he's a goddamn monster. What are you saying, Rob? I'm um, talking about uh Foreman also seeing that he also had two more years <laughs> left on his contract, it's it's yeah. crazy to even hear that. It's only been. He he's been in for 22 years and he's still he still had at least two years.
0: You know, when you have such a lack of success, you would think that at some point you would be fired. Like I can't come into my job and mess a whole bunch of stuff up and be terrible at my job for half of the years I'm there. It's like like Andre. Like all of these books are wrong and the numbers are stuff. Like what what are these numbers? Get this dude. Out <laughs> Get his the to raise. Like, he's the worst accountant in accounting history. Give him a raise. Like, it doesn't work like that. Nobody does that. But somehow the Chicago Bulls have done it for the last 22 years. <laughs> and, and had and had they not pushed to get this goddamn all-star game in Chicago, had they not done everything in their power to get it here, these two would still be in control of what we're doing. And Boylan would probably be coming back as a coach next year. Can you, could you imagine if Boylan came back next year as the goddamn coach again? Could you imagine I it? Honestly, I wouldn't put it past him. No, no. I'm saying, no. There is no put – he would have been the coach,
1: actually. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, he's the damn
1: coach. Could you imagine that um, Gar Foreman was in – a part of getting the uh, the deal in place to get the All Star game here, and it was basically his demise. <laughs> it was his own demise. <laughs> <laughs> you all happy when the deal got signed? I
0: can't. can't wait to have the All Star game here. It was like the first. The first thing was the Bulls are fucking trash, and then <laughs> it's like all over Sports Center. Yes, their front office is trash.
1: you like, oh Bulls, no. Wait a minute. Wait, I'm in the front office. <laughs> they talking about me.
0: They're talking about me. <laughs> that was as fickle as Ironhorn moment. <laughs> wait. Ironhorn <wait. laughs> is fickle. I'm going to get fired. Yeah, you, you out of here, buddy. Get your ass. Pack your bags. What, 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 uh, big day you say, put them in a the van.
1: Got the van ready. Get, in the van. get, in,
0: the van. <laughs> get in the van.
1: You out of here, buddy. <laughs> Man, uh, let's go. Let's ride. We're riding. <laughs> Where
0: are we going? Don't worry about it. Don't worry Iowa. about it.
1: Don't
0: worry about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> We're going to Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Take your ass back to Iowa. Take your ass back over there with Fred Hoyberg. They love Iowa. They love scouting hey, Iowa. Hey, Iowa State players.
0: Lay off my man Hoyberg, please. Hey, I never had an issue with Hoyberg. I honestly this is a they, He deserved to coach. They did. They, they didn't they give him a team that he can coach. He was not here to coach a bunch of veterans, and all they gave him was veterans. Get that, that man's washed up. D Wade uh, on his way out. Jimmy Butler and said, "Do what you can
1: do." All <laughs> these alpha males on your team, and you got to coach them. And you were can we rich- talk
0: about how they fired <laughs> Tibbs and the fashion that they did to bring in Hoiberg, and then just say goodbye to him too. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> you got the floor. <laughs> I mean, they just undermined Tim's entire reputation as far as being an established assistant coach with the Celtics and those good years that they had there. And then you fired a guy that took you to the playoffs, 262 and 20 seasons, in the Eastern Conference Finals appearance. You write a letter talking about how weak he was, and then you pick a college coach two weeks later and hire well, they were always going to hire um, Fred Hoiberg. Always, it was like no that was about it. the year before they hired Fred Hoiberg. Everybody knew they were going to hire Fred Hoiberg. Even even Tibbs knew it. He knew it. Um, he knew he was a lame duck coach that um, that season. And the season ended in a way that showed that he was a lame duck coach. So it was, you know, that's just the way it was going to happen. That was but,
1: that was Boylan's friend, and that was it. Yeah, this is just the
0: way like the Bulls do things. That's it. The, the way Maderic was on his way out, they did the same thing, and um, kind of when Phil was on his way out and did the same thing. The only like the only people they really like they did right by Scotty on his way out.
1: They just by, fired. They just fired Scotty.
0: No, I'm, talk, I'm talking about as a player. Uh oh, when they, yeah. But the, they traded them didn't trade. Yeah. Well, they find him that. as the um ambassador. Well that's yeah. a he said, she said, or he said he said he said thing because or the that, bullshit is all it is. The, all yeah, I it, hear. Because he was saying that they, they were saying that he wanted more money to do less. And he was just like, Well, I just wanted to take this TV money and it was, you know.
1: Which he probably did. Honestly, yeah. he probably
0: did. Uh, so, you know, it, this is just the way the bulls operate. But I'm glad that, you know, the people that could be better pay their spouse's support if we talking about like culture. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> lost is a you, trip. You know, his wife be fucking future. <laughs> he is a trip. I, I mean, the crazy thing is she could potentially be fucking Scotty's son because I don't know <laughs> oh, y'all have right. noticed uh, it. The future and Scotty look, you know. I'm sure y'all are seeing the similarities. Look at the two dudes. Oh yeah. um, I'm glad that we've gotten rid of, you know, if we're talking about a terrible twos. Yeah, if we're talking about the culture of the Chicago Bulls, I think used car salesman is the best way. Like, I hate going into a car dealership. No matter what, I hate it. But uh, getting rid of that part of the culture, starting from scratch, new GM vice president of basketball operations, multiple new GMs that are going to be capable of doing different things. And you don't have to depend on one guy, two guys to make a decision. You have guys that are specializing, like they're compartmentalizing the the, 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 the way that their front office is ran, which is to say they're modernizing their their front office, which is what we should have done 10 years ago. And okay. I'm glad we've, you know, we've gotten to that point. Um, we're going to start wrapping it up. You guys, you got anything to say, Rob?
1: It's good to be back. Um, Everybody out to help with this thing going on, man. Continue to be safe, continue to be cautious. Hope you and your families are doing all right. Stay inside, man, it's not worth it. Stay asses at home. Stay safe, stay healthy. Peace.
0: Chris, you got anything to say? Yeah, man. Um So as far as everything with the Bulls going on, you know, it's better days ahead. Um, it may not look like we may not get sports back this year um, until at least Crazy. sometime in spring 2021 because they're not going to have a patent out, not that now, but they got a vaccine, the vaccine for everything that's going on, a vaccine. So um, large areas, I would stay away from it. You know, this is really all you can really do. I want to uh, echo both of their points. It is not worth it to go home my My job has had us working from home from pretty much the beginning of March. like they got out ahead of this entire thing, and they're every month they're pushing it back a month. so I'm not going back to work until at least August and um, <laughs> oh, shit. my family well not not that i'm not I'm working from home, so i'm you know I'm still working, but um my family is you know that my the school's down here, they closed, my family doesn't really go out this very rare Uh, shout out to my girl margie for sending us all masks if you do have to go out make sure you wear a mask if you do have to go out make sure you're wearing gloves and please take the gloves off before you get in your car and touch your phone oh my god (laughs) yeah but uh cross contamination is a real thing please be careful um like rob said it's good to be back i'm glad you guys are rocking with us we'll be doing this a lot more i'm dre that's rob chris dev and olivier are fighting somewhere. This is Corbin Sisters we out. We're like you still suck Play out the donuts man We like lucky This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us On iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud Also, check out ETMFpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more
1: information on all of the shows.